Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 56, it is the Mark Burley episode, and honestly, probably the most optimistic episode that we'll have, have had in a long, long time, I should say. And probably also have in a long, long time. Yeah, you're probably right. But... After a week of hiatus, after I fly, flew, flew solo, my man's back with me. What up, Seven? Oh, not too much. Flew too close to the sun. Need your guy back. Uh, I get it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. You know, new puppy's here. He is a handful, but he's a good boy. A lot of boops. Um, a lot of bites, too. So he's tearing up me and the old lady's arm a little bit. Took him to the vet today, so he got his vaccination, so he's good to play with other puppies and give more boops. So Perfect. everything is good. Big boops. Big boop. More scoops, more boops. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's go full pup date here. It is what brand, what's his name, how old is he? I know I know the information, but give it to, give it to the people. Yeah, so uh, he is 10 weeks old. He's a Pembroke Welsh Corgi. Um, so he's going to be a dummy thick boy when he's all... Oh, we love a good thick boy. Exactly. Like a milkshake. Dummy thick. Um, (laughs) Name is Jonesy. And yeah, like I said before, he's a fucking handful, but God bless him. We love him. And uh, we're just hoping that he gets trained sooner than later. Absolutely. So if you hear the yips in the background, uh, that is Jonesy politely disagreeing with his bedtime. Most likely, yes. (laughs) All right. So back to the positivity. Uh... Seven, we might have baseball. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's looking good. It, it's looking very good right now. It is. Um, I So, because we have to be, not pessimists, but I guess realists, we should note that this was a proposal done by the owners and not the players. Yeah. And, and so, after last week's episode... The players said, I'm done. They said they're not negotiating anymore. And they said, you know what? Tell us when and where. Mm-hmm. And then Manfred said, well, we're not really sure if we're going to have baseball. I'm not confident we're going to have baseball. And, and here's how I described this, and I want to know what you think of my analogy here. It's like when you're with the lady. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you're saying... You know, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And she says, how about XYZ? Let's just say Applebee's. She says, how about Applebee's? And you say, oh, I was kind of feeling chilies. And you go, Applebee's, chilies, Applebee's. And you go, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Wherever is fine. And then she goes, well, I'm not even sure if I want to go out to eat now. 
That's a great analogy, actually. Or you could just throw in, you know what? Fuck both of those. Let's go to the 99. What's the 99? There's 99 reasons to go back. That's what. What? You don't have that chain in uh, Cleveland, do you? I am missing this. What? It is uh, it's essentially like another... It's a chain restaurant. Uh, I don't know if it's exclusive to New England. The 99. I'm Google 99 restaurant and pub? Hell yeah. What is this? Mind fucking blown, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a real little thing. little horseshoe logo. Yep. 99 reasons to go back. <laughs> well, there's Where's... been 99 reasons to go back and forth on this uh, since March, it seems like. So it's only fitting that now we're feeling it like we're at the one-yard line. Um, yeah. And as Joel Sherman pointed out. His... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just I just Googled locations to put in your zip code. So I searched for locations near Cleveland, Ohio. And New Hartford, New York comes up. That sounds about right. But, uh, uh, just a casual jog over to New Hartford. Yeah, let me just drive you know, four to five hours. Past um, Syracuse. Holy shit. Exactly. It's 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 very far. Absolutely not worth the trip. But okay, good to know. All right, I'm sorry. You were saying, yeah, uh, you know. So I feel like we're at the one yard line. But as Joel Sherman pointed out in his last uh, article in the New York Post, why do I feel like Malcolm but- Butler is ready to intercept this? Um, which Ooh, hurts. is that hurts. That hurts on a deep level. Oh yeah. Um, it hurts, but it's also not with. You know, it's it's in the realm of possibility. Uh, we've seen nothing but turbulence. Uh, this whole negotiation process, or lack of negotiation, if you want to call it that. Yep. Um, I also think it's interesting that so Trout tweeted, "Tell us when and where." Um, love that. Love Trout. I'll, I'll listen when he speaks. A bunch of guys tweeted when and where. Yeah, I think Trout speaks volumes though because he doesn't yeah. really say too much. Uh, I'd rather see something come from him, uh, a silent leader like him, just to kind of speak out and. And say what he's thinking because a lot of people will listen when he does. He's also the face of the, of the whole fucking sport, in my opinion. Big facts. Um, and then I saw, I mean, I railed on him about a month and a half ago. But I, I saw Blake Snell quote tweet it and say the same thing. It's like, buddy, you are talking out both sides of your ass right now. So please, just zip it. No one wants to hear you. Um, I, I guess dropping in with the boys was getting stale because now apparently he's all in on playing again. So... That's so, the shit that, so I, that's pissed me off. Do you think that's a fair turn to have? Because I, like, like you said, like dropping in with the boys, getting a little old, and I think that's actually a a very fair, uh, what's it called, heel turn to have. That like you know, chilling was cool, and now it's just like, all right, let's just fucking play already. Well, that's the thing because at the time he said that he didn't he didn't want to play, it was already getting to the point where. You know, people want to get back to work regardless of sports or anything like that. And mm-hmm. he took a very staunch stance saying, if I, you know, he, he was saying it because of the, the medical reasons. We all know it's money. So he's not fooling anyone. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a money issue with him. He's using COVID as a fucking scapegoat. And that's not cool with me. So I saw through his bullshit a month ago. I'm seeing through it right now. Uh, he just, he goes with the popular opinion. He is a sheep and I have no time for that. But I do, I respect Mike Trout. And I, I, don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't. I, I respect all the players that actually want to play and they're actually clamoring for the season to start. I think it's interesting with the timeline and just the last few days where Manfred came on ESPN, I, I believe it was two days ago now, um, and he said, uh, I don't think we're going to have a season. 
but just two days before that, he said, I'm 100% sure that we're going to have a season. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing struck me as odd. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, just posturing. I think I think he's just the owner's puppet. Yeah, but I also think, you know, at the end of the day, he he's realizing now that if I posture enough and I say there's not going to be a season, we'll get enough people up in arms that they'll force this to happen uh, without him having to actually sign that order to give a 50-game season. He'll give them one last shot to make it right. And at that point, you know, maybe both sides can agree on something. Mm, that's fair. I don't want to give him too much credit, though, because I think he's handled this about as poorly as you can handle it. Yeah, and I'm not going to disagree one bit. And and you hit the nail on the head. The fact that there was the return to sports show on ESPN uh, last night, and you have the, the commissioners up there, and he's the only one that doesn't have a concrete, at least, sh- shell of a plan mm-hmm. in place, is fucking embarrassing to the game of baseball it's embarrassing and at the same time it's also not even regarding the biggest concern that all sports have right now which is at the end of the day the pandemic um you know basketball nhl football they're all addressing that first and foremost mlb is not this is a this is a labor dispute this is not about a pandemic. This is not about COVID. This is a labor dispute. They're doing this a year early before the CBA runs out, and no one should have their judgment clouded by that. This has nothing to do with coronavirus, the way MLB is handling anything. Yep. This is all about salaries. This is all about money. This is nothing to do with a disease. Yeah, yeah I, I, you're 100% right. And it's. I think that's the most frustrating part to me, is that they're choosing to hide behind COVID. And don't get me wrong great uh what's the word i'm looking for scapegoat to hide behind right now mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you're still hiding and you're ducking the real problem here and the, the the barstool big cat actually hit the nail on the head and he said they're being so the the, the money the owners are being so short short sighted here because they're arguing over dollars and cents now when if they just shut up and got teams on the field it would be Oh, that you you'd make enough fans back that you'd make money on the back end of it. Well, yeah, it's also they they had a golden opportunity um, before you know any of the other sports decided when and how they were coming back to actually come back first to actually start their season and to give you know to to set the standard or to, to be that model for what's to come next. And they they destroyed that way way out of proportion. It. This could have been a defining moment for baseball uh, for years to come because, uh, let's be honest, the sport is dying. Young people aren't interested anymore. No one's clamoring for baseball games regardless. And MLB had a chance. They had an opportunity. They were handed a platter with MLB's name all over it to say, guys, if you can come back first, you'll be the only sport in town for at least a month. This will help. And they blew that up, you know, spectacularly in front of everyone. Yep. Uh, so some minute details that are being discussed here. Um, Universal DH, we're on board for it, right? Oh yeah, that's the. So I love that. I think it's it's interesting because they're they're saying that this is going to be part of 2021 as well. Yep. Um, the, long story short, with all of these proposals or all these, I guess, details inside the proposal, um, this is like I said before, this is not something that they're doing to appease. 
the fans. This is because this is a labor dispute and they want to be able to say, we tried this in 2021 before the CBA is up. So then yep. the owners can come back and say, yeah, it didn't work. So we're going to go back to what we were doing before. All right. And then uh, how about something that I saw proposed for 20 and 21? Advertisements on the jerseys. At this point, I, I could give a shit. I just want a product on the field. Um, <laughs> oh, but, I mean, I meant to ask you, and I, I'm glad I'm actually getting your live reaction on pod. Uh, Garrett Cole's tweet the other day. You're going to have to catch me up. I have not been able okay. to. Okay. Um, my guy tweeted out a video. Of, oh, pitching in the Bronx. Well, not just that. It was him driving up to Yankee Stadium. And New York, New York. Play, or not New York, New York. Uh, I could see that, yeah. Empire State of Mind, and then uh, lastly finishing it off with a bullpen at Yankee Stadium. Oh, just yeah. Just how torqued were you? Oh, I was fully erect. Um, just seeing, I mean, seeing what could be is is enough for me. Um, yeah, I, again, like, I don't give a shit if they have advertisements on their jerseys, if Every player has to wear a fucking bikini. As long as they're playing baseball, I could give two shits. Um, mm-hmm. The NBA has advertisements on their jerseys. It doesn't distract me at all. Agreed. I'm the same exact way. Especially if it's just like a little sleeve patch. Let's, mm-hmm. I'll throw Goodyear on the Indians jerseys, just like they have the, the on the Cavs jerseys. Fine. Yeah, you want square space on the New York Yankees? I don't give a shit. Just get the season going. What would be the most ironic uh, jersey sponsorship? If waste management did the Astros. Oh, there it is. That is a winner, and that's completely unplanned, and I love that it just happened like, like that smooth. Because that was outstanding. Oh, yeah. But they're plastic, so it wouldn't make the same sound as a metal train But still great. Yes. All right, so other things in the proposal. Uh, expanded playoffs. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned this to me before the show, because... I hate this idea. Mm-hmm. 16 teams is way too much. Yeah, so this is my big issue is that baseball, it's not, it, people will compare and say, oh, well, the NHL and NBA have a similar format where, but there's 32 teams, so it's half the league, which I still think is too much. I think you should earn a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't call me a purist or, or whatever. Um, you should earn that. And baseball games are not like hockey and basketball games. There's no time limit. Like, this is put your best up against our best, and if it goes to extra innings, it does. I mean, not to say that overtime can't happen in the other sports, but it's just it's not the same. It's not a fast-paced game. There's not enough that can actually grip an audience to to really sit through a game in general. I don't care if it's postseason. And I think that when you play that many games in a regular season – Obviously, with the pandemic right now, it's tough to, to I guess, judge or, or gauge that. But if you play 162 games, you shouldn't award half the league, more than half the league, to get a seat at that table. It yep. should it should be earned, and the format they have is fine. I like the wild card playing game. I think that was a nice wrinkle. Uh, I don't think you need to to double down and go twice as big because mm-hmm. there's also just not enough time. In the postseason for baseball. You're- the way I look at it, if you want to expand the playoffs, you don't expand in terms of teams. You just make that wild card game a two out of three series. That's the, probably the best way to do it. And I couldn't agree more. I think 
there's certain ways you could alter the scheduling the way it is now or make the, the league championship series five games um, with three games for the division series and a three game series for the wild card plan. There's, there's yeah. ways you can you can alter it and, and fix it. Um, but at but the, the problem with that is, is another thing that happened this week is the owners inking a billion dollar deal with TBS mm-hmm. for the playoffs, yeah. of course, for the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. And that, which you know, boy, I couldn't pick a worse network to co- to watch the playoffs on. I so I mean, unpopular opinion. I, I don't hate it. Um, I kind of like Ron Darling. I like his. Commentary. I can't stand Ron Darling. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, which I'm definitely in the minority there, but I yeah. don't mind him. Uh, but yeah, it's it's funny. They announced that right after they signed that deal. Money talks, and it's talking right now. Obviously, they want as many teams as they can to get more revenue. That's a no brainer. Uh, I think you know. I can't speak for the players because I don't I don't know them personally, but I think if you ask a bunch of the players, they probably would not fully endorse this. I think that's kind of the message of a participation trophy. Uh, yeah. By just allowing more than half the league to make the postseason. So in, in this format, hypothetically speaking, you would have teams like not great but not terrible Well, teams. so last year, I actually have last year's standings up right now. I was about La- to mention that, so go into it. Go off game. Last year... You're, you still have your division winners, Houston, New York, Minnesota. You have your two wild cards, at Oakland, Tampa. They would automatically make it. Mm-hmm. Then Cleveland would make it with 93 wins. Boston would make it at 84 wins. And your first round matchup would have been Houston at 107 wins, taking on the 78-win Texas Rangers. Get the fuck out of here. That is the exact matchup I was about to bring up, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because I was going to say, you can get teams like I cheated out of a postseason berth. Uh, you have the Red Sox. You have the Indians. You have teams that not that didn't necessarily have great years, but they had a lot of wins. Yeah. And, and now 80, 84 wins becomes what you aim for in this. Because exactly. the 84-win Cubs would have made the World Series, or made, made the playoffs too last year. Well, think about the it. NL, the NL would have expanded. You had Washington and Milwaukee in your uh, wild card, and then you had... Uh, New York, Arizona, and Chicago at 86, 85, and 84 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you think about it, if you if you want to compare, it's apples to oranges, but for the sake of, you know, just comparing anything, compare this to the NBA. There's sub-500 yeah. teams every year that make the playoffs that probably shouldn't be a playoff team, but they'll get in the, because 16 teams make the playoffs. And what do we say every year about the NBA? The regular season's meaningless. Exactly. So you're essentially doing the same thing to baseball. And part of the reason that baseball fans love baseball is because every game means something in some sense. I don't care if you're the Texas Rangers and you have 78 wins. At the end of the day, you had enough time and enough games on your schedule to make it so that you were in that position. And if you can't do it, then you just don't get there. That's the whole point. That's competitiveness. That's, that is competition. You know, that's that's the definition of competition. You have a certain amount of chances to achieve a goal, and if you don't, then you don't get the goal. Speak on it, King. And that's not Webster's definition. That's just my definition. But No, you're right. You're right. Plain and simple, you are correct. And it's so frustrating to see this, this move motivated by money potentially water down what I think of the four major sports is the best postseason. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. I think a lot of people will probably try to throw some shade at, at MLB postseason, but... MLB postseason's amazing. It is. And and honestly, the only thing it's going to be second to is the NHL. 
I would agree. I'm not even a hockey fan. I like, I like watching that. Hockey so. playoffs are amazing. Football playoffs, I understand it because it's one is one and done. So it it it, it has that to it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, nothing comes close to hockey and MLB. No, you're right. I mean, the wild NBA goes to chalk every year. Yeah, the wild card games too. I I mean, I know they're not like technically. We don't. I don't deem them playoff games. I, they're playing games for all intents and purposes. But um, I love the adrenaline from watching one of those games. And you know, we when we were covering it last season, the, like the Rays and the A's game for whatever reason that gripped me, or the Nationals and the Brewers game, like both that game was games, amazing. Yeah, both both of those games were just unreal. And if you are a fan of competition, you're a fan of those two games in particular. Uh, not so much the Rays, I guess, at the end, but the, the Nationals game was definitely something to. I, I mean, they they played it again recently, so it it just goes to show like there's. There's certain games that you you just you you yearn for, and that's a wild card game to me, and that's MLB. And now to what to water that down and just create this sense of chaos instead of an actual format, I don't like it. Yep. Um, so I not to rub salt here. If the uh, what's it called the DH go if this passes DH goes universal. Mm-hmm. Do you know? who the last hitter to hit, and what the result is. Hmm. Happened in World Series Game 7. World Series Game 7. No. Or, I'm sorry. Was it Game 7? Maybe Okay, maybe this isn't the last hitter to hit, but but Pitch, Pitching Ninja just posted a, uh, a video of Garrett Cole K'ing up, and I, I thought he did it because it was the last one, but... It might just be for the shit of it. So I might take that back. But <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. Talking about the DH a little bit more, it it's an interesting premise in that it took a pandemic and a labor dispute to actually get this to the forefront of a conversation. Um, I think everyone's been clamoring for this. And I don't I don't really care at this point. I don't like pitchers hitting. I don't like it. I think it's a stupid fucking... It's an antiquated rule. It's an antiquated, you know, way to play the game. Well, so this got brought up the other day. I don't remember whose discussion I was listening to. But imagine being a Cardinals fan and having one of Adam Wainwright's prime years wasted because he blows his ACL getting out of the box. No, that's that's perfect because I was about to say Chiang Wong for the Yankees. I know... It's a homer take, but the guy was a 19-game winner two years in a row, and he got that injury in Houston when they were still in the NL. Uh, going to, I think he was running to home. He, he like tore his ankle up, and he was never the same. Yeah, and, and it's that's, it's a very real thing. Tanaka a few years ago, same thing. It it happens a lot more than people give credit to, and it's a risk when you're you know pitchers for for at least my money, pitchers are the most impar- important part of your your roster team. Yeah. Yeah. So to put them in jeopardy to to play in an unfamiliar position that you know, which is hitting in that sense, is just foolish, and it doesn't add anything to the game. It only takes away. Yeah. Uh, no arguments. No arguments at all. Like and unless like, you're Madison Bumgarner, I don't know why you would want to bat if you're a pitcher. Exactly. Other than to hold on to to, you know, some childhood, I'm a hitter, kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's, that really is what it comes down to. And I think a lot of 
players, if you were to ask them behind closed doors, they probably would agree that it's a stupid and it's a it's an antiquated rule. It's it's dumb. It, again, it doesn't add anything. The only thing you're doing is putting your best players in jeopardy, um, especially for the sake of what a sacrifice bunt. Like, are we are we really yeah are we really putting like Garrett Cole like are we really gonna put three hundred million dollars on the line for him to break his fucking index finger and be out for a month, or are we gonna let him just focus on what he's getting paid to do? Yeah. And you know what? And that's fine. Because here's the thing. Nowadays, more and more kids are becoming that specialized. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're throwing, or they're just becoming POs early. So why are we going to ask these guys who haven't picked up a bat other than a fungo since mid-high school mm-hmm. to now, oh yeah, go face some of the best pitching in the world? Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, so that that's one that I'm very happy they're doing. And it also just, I mean, from a revenue perspective, if you want to put your owner hat on for a sec, I can guarantee it will drive revenue because people want to see, they, they go people to see, hitters. see runs. They want people to see want runs. to see runs. Chicks dig the long ball. We say it enough, but it still holds true. People want to see home runs. They want to see runs. They want to see offense. They want games to be exciting. And you don't get that with the NL. I'm sorry. Like, I know a lot of National League fans out there are going to say, no, you're wrong. Like, I'm, I'm fucking right. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to watch small ball. A lot of people don't. They don't want to watch people like Cole Hamels drop a fucking bunt down with first and third and one yeah, out. Yeah, I, I don't want to see prime, let's say, Cliff Lee uses, uses precious moments in an Indian's uniform to bunt or, or God forbid, let him swing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, so, it's, a fair, it's a very fair point. I don't know why my brain went to Cliff Lee either. Well, because you're an Indians guy, so. I understand that, but there's been a lot of Indians pitchers since Cliff Lee. <laughs> well, he was a Cy Young. <laughs> That's fair. So is CeCe. That, well. CeCe could handle the stick a little bit, though. He could. No, he, he, had, some, he had some light tower power. power. He t- <laughs> I, I would love to see him with a stick in his hand now, just to see, like, with the weight loss, if he still got the... Still got the thump a little bit. Well, now he's jacked, so I bet he could probably hit him even better. Yeah, he's low-key yoked. He is. He's shredded. Uh, career 207 hitter. For CC or Cole Hamels? CC. Okay. That makes sense. Tw- 25 for 121. Three home runs for a predominantly AL pitcher his whole career. Not bad. Two with Cleveland, one with Milwaukee. Not bad at all. Three homers. 15 RBI lifetime. Love to see that. Love it. All right. Um, so, I mean, really, until next week, it's kind of sitting a holding pattern right now. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, the way... So, here's the other thing. The way it's progressing. So, there was a couple dates thrown out. Not sure if this is concrete or if this is just being thrown through the grapevine. Uh, a, because it came from John Heyman, and he's a fucking weasel. And yeah. B, because the way the calendars are lining up, it just doesn't make sense to me. But apparently June 29th is when electric, or I almost said electric, electric spring training too, but season two electric. Jesus Christ, spring, t- spring training. Dude, you are you have puppy brain bad. I know, I, I haven't slept. Anyway, spring training part two. Electric Boogaloo. Would start on June 29th. Monday, Monday, Monday. Mm-hmm. And then they, we're looking at Sunday the 19th as a go date. Potentially the 19th. I've also seen the 20th thrown out. Um, so, so something else I saw today, and we'll wrap on this. Um, let's say that the, the the players, and I doubt they would do this, 
set it to let's say said okay we'll take your 60 and then add in sunday double headers and that would put us to 72 Mm -hmm. would you be interested in that oh my god i would be so interested in that i would rather so so personally i'd rather it be a saturday double header so i can just sit and just drink and watch games fair but if they want to pull a sunday hey anything you you guys need to make it happen just fucking do it yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue there. I'm not going to argue there, and I'm all in on it. So, yeah. Oh, Zach Grinke, uh threw in game. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, I think it actually was because I don't fucking know. Pitching Ninja's got to figure out or got to specify what he's tweeting because Zach Grinke said after Game 7, wish it was in a National League park so he could have hit, which – can't say I trust Zachary. Who DH? I have to look. I gotta look up Game Seven now. I'm trying to think who DH'd. Either way, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't want. Zachary it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I would. You can pick. I don't. I don't care if the DH is. Oh, the DH was Jordan Alvarez. I will take Jordan Alvarez over Zach Greinke with the bat in his hands a million times out of a million. Yeah, that's a fucking no-brainer. Yeah. All right. Until next time, we're out. Seven. Go give Jonesy a boot for me. See ya. We'll give boots. Who let the dogs?